G'day and welcome back to this special late week episode of the Ball Don't Lie Australia podcast coming to you live from the shed of basketball truth that is Studio 3. Big show this week, big show, WNBL, so I want to say superstar analyst, superstar analyst and returning, returning guest host. Jacinta Govan joins us on the phone. Jacinta, how are we? Very good, thank you. Uh, I'm probably still trying to refill. I don't. I. I don't say. I can't say that I'm a superstar analyst. I'm a budding analyst, perhaps. Uh, but I've had some time off from the basketball world recently, so I feel like I'm still getting back into my analyst shoes uh, for this season. That's okay. You can't say it, but I can. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's your podcast and you do what you want. Pretty much. Pretty much. But, you know, that's 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 the joys of, um, you know, running a non-for-profit. Um, all right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. WNBL season, it's back. There's there's lots of stuff happening in the basketball world, but let's, let's focus in on the WNBL this week. Um, look. It was great. The end of last season, you know, awkwardly, my hometown-ish team in the Townsville fights. It's probably one of the furthest. I think Sydney's technically closer geographically, but <laughs> you know, they got up, they won the chip. Um, it was it was all magical. It was all lovely, but that's the way things go. Seasons roll over, and. We're back to it again. We've got a fresh season and look, let, let's, let's go to the team. Let, let's start our look at the WNBL with Perth. Um, you know, the team that was left without, uh, captain Sammy Whitcomb. How, how are they doing? Like it's been a hot start for them. Um, like that they've, they've pushed it, pushed the envelope over the last couple of seasons, but how do you see their chances riding the, uh, Annalie Maley train? Yeah, they are off to a really great start this season. They're currently sitting second on the ladder behind the Melbourne Boomers. Uh, and I think that's only purely because they've played one less game than the Boomers. So they're both on a 100% win-loss record. Uh, they have Bendigo, though, in a couple hours' time from when we're recording tonight on the Friday night. Uh, I think, you know, Lynx showed... A bit of promise in the preseason where Basketball Queensland very kindly hosted a preseason tournament being the Riverside Rebound, which was excellent, as we were talking about off air. Yep. Um, so they were showing a lot of promise. It was absolutely spectacular. Like, I was so impressed with it, genuinely so impressed with it. But Perth, yeah, they showed some promise early. I think it's easy to say for Perth that everyone was a little bit sceptical about what they're going to look like this season because they've had a major roster change. But truth be told, pretty much every team this season has had a major roster change. Even the championship-winning team, Townsville, have had a major roster change, which we'll probably get in later. But what I like about Perth is, yes, they've got Annalie Maley, which is a big get. Um, obviously, things weren't working out for her in Bendigo. She did technically have one year left on her contract with Bendigo, but... Perth and Bendigo obviously came to an agreement and Maylie's now with Perth and looking like she's very happy. Mm. She's playing pretty well and when Maylie, like everyone else, is happy, then she's playing well. 
But they have some really good new additions. I'm glad the likes of Mila Goodchild got snapped up very quickly after she entered the season late-ish for the Boomers last year. Um, but typical coach Petra Groster loading up with lots of shooters, um, all good culture people with really sound team concepts as well. And they have signed uh, Emily Potter from Canada. She is a really good replacement for Scherf because she's just a textbook centre. But I'm still scratching my head in a good way and wondering how did Perth sign Ari McDonald? I fell off my chair when I saw that announcement on social media that Ari McDonald had signed to Perth. I don't know what their pitch is to be able to get such great WNBA talent. You know, Perth only, what, two, three years ago having Marina Mabry and Jackie Young in the same team. The same Jackie Young that has now gone on to win back-to-back WNBA championships for the Aces. But Ari, oh, my gosh, the five-foot-six pocket rocket that you need some kind of special glasses to be able to keep up with where she is because she's that quick. Uh, yeah, I'm super impressed with that signing. I think, like, what I like about Perth too is that they always stick with their locals. So Atwell's back, Clinch Hoycard's back, Chloe Forster is promoted to um, a full roster spot from a development player last season. Um, but it's, it's a team where I'm a bit worried that if they've peaked too early, they are one of the few teams, if the only team that has entered the season without any injuries, touch wood. And, I mean, Airy was available to come to that preseason tournament as well. So they've had a pretty good start to the season, but there is the risk of peaking too early. And I wonder that by the second half of the season, once everyone has kind of figured out how to best contain Maley and McDonald, um, if they're going to be able to... Uh, get over that, handle that adversity, as Graffy would say, and still come up with wins. Yeah, it's one of probably the most overused words in basketball right now is adversity. But unfortunately, everyone, every single person who watches basketball knows what it means when someone says it. But you're right. Um, it'll definitely be interesting to see how they get through. And really that, that tricky time of, um, you know, how, how are they going to be once we get through that uh, Christmas New Year period you know, when we come into that back half of the season because that's that's when things really start to matter. But, yeah, strong out of the gate, impressive signings, looking good, no injuries. Look, on the scorecard, that's that's looking pretty good so far. What, what would you give them, uh, what would you give them out, of, out of 10 to start off the season? Oh, out of 10 for the start of the season, probably a 8 or a 9 out of 10, actually. Yeah, they looked very well connected super early. I do, yeah, I just wonder if they have the experience or the expertise to really kind of go all the way, like to be able to take care of business in the back end of the season without having to heavily rely on McDonald or Mailey all the time. All righty. Well, that's... Let's have a goat conversation, shall we? Um, not not a question mark, but ju- just a conversation about LJ and, of course, the Southside Flyers. Obviously, you know there are other pieces there, Rocky Cole. But well, what do you give their chances this year? Now that the now that the goat is back and healthy. I mean, talk about the goat of all goats. It was so great to have her back last season and for the World Cup, obviously. And she looked pretty good. 
And then she's gone down with two serious injuries last season and had to have an operation on each leg. But she's come back and she looks actually fitter and a bit quicker than she was in her first comeback. Like she really looks like LJ of old. Like she's looks heaps uh, trimmer, a lot more tone. Like she looks heaps stronger. Um, she was out there against Townsville Fire chasing all the loose balls, getting on the floor. Like this, this lady is just remarkable. Um, she legit looks fit. Um, so that's very really exciting. But this this roster is got a lot of firepower again everyone can shoot on any given day anyone can step up and be the main scorer I mean between LJ Leilani Mitchell is back Mercedes Russell is back that's a lot of already WNBA talent I think Jasmine Dickey is a really nice um, addition as well because I think she's probably going to be their best defender she had a really good game on the defensive end against fire last round uh, on paper this should be the team to beat right based on experience and skill set, my biggest issue with Flyers, and it's the same issue I had with them last season, is that they always look a little bit out of sync. Um, And I don't know if that's a miscommunication or if that is just you're not playing the pieces that you have correctly. There's so many times where you have LJ and Mercedes Russell or Russell and Ernst on the floor at the same time, two of the... The, the tallest and most athletic people in their positions in the league and we're not exploiting that enough. We're not going high-low enough. We're not just getting the ball inside to Russell to use it for whatever reason enough. So I think they have all the pieces. It's just a matter of using the pieces properly. Yeah, and uh, agreed. Um, it's one of those things. They came up a little bit short last year, obviously injuries and different things slowed them down but it's a tricky thing you look across there's a couple of teams with some real real depth but you just got to wonder you know who's going to be able to get through the end end of the regular season healthy unscathed be able to go you know into the finals with a set comfortable roster that have had a full season of playing together and really romp in there with confidence can the flyers do that Look, they're going to be dangerous if they can. And the other thing with Flyers is that they tend not to play a lot of their, they don't play very deep into their bench. Typically in the last, say, two, three seasons, they've had really good development players and bench players that don't get a lot of court time and they've had to move on. Uh, One of those players in the past being Steph Reed, and we already know how far she's gone in the last two, three years. Um, So I think that's also, you know, like you said, Injuries are always a big cloud over the Flyers squad um, and they're not playing the bench enough. Like I think I think they're going to have to start changing some of those strategies a little bit if they want to have a bit more longevity this season. Indeed. Indeed. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. All right. Sydney Flames. Let's do it. They've removed their Achilles heels. Um, but have they rebuilt a team that will be better this season? I really like that pun as well of Achilles heels. Perfect. Perfect. I... And I promise that I won't I promise <laughs> I won't steal it this time either like I did last time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, we'll we'll see what that promise is worth this time around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I chuckled a lot um when I came up with that. I was like, "Oh, that's good. That's good. That that's enough for today." Uh, I I put down the pen <laughs> after that one. 
<laughs> pat yourself on the back and go oh, home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was already home, but yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, like another really, really good-looking roster, right? Because they've mm. got the two big gets from Melbourne with Majin and George. Uh, then they've got the Swain train on board from Canberra to Sydney. Um, and I really like that they signed Lara McSpadden as well because yep. so far she's played so well this season. Yep. She had an excellent NBL 1 North season. And sometimes like when you see players do so well in NBL 1 North, like you can see how far they've progressed and improved and they're so primed to get more minutes in WNBL and then it doesn't happen for them. It's so disheartening to see. But in McSpadden's case, uh, I'm really glad that she's getting more court time than she has in the last couple of seasons and she's just been able to transfer her success from MBL1 into WMBL now. Um, and she's just such a good team person to have. She's a great person on and off the court. So I think for culture, uh, considering that the Flames have gone to have to do, you know, a cultural facelift, I think Spads is the per- perfect person to contribute to that. Um, they... I, they also also similar to the Flames, similar to Flyers, have a great-looking roster but just look like they're a little bit disorganised at the moment. And I think uh, Paige Bradley is doing really well. She's obviously a, born to be a point guard. Uh, her Some of her assists have been great, her organisation. But I'd really like to see her push the ball a little bit more. And I think when Magin comes back on the court, she has that kind of confidence, uh, a bit more confidence in that decision-making of when to run and when to stop. And I think Magin, when she's actually on court, will be a really good anchor and uh, captain to, to steer this flame ship in a better direction. But the biggest gripe I have about the Flames in the first three rounds is like, can they just get organised when they're defending the on-ball? So I'm not sure if you've noticed... Uh, as closely as I have Mal in the first few rounds, but Flames could not guard the pick and roll right now. Oh, it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating to watch um, if you're a Flames fan. Of course, if you're uh, if you're going for the other team, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get in the pick and roll. Let's do this, baby. But, yeah. Uh, but as we say, it's it's been a big – they've made a lot of changes um so look just if that's the only thing um that really stands out that's that's not too bad i mean it stands out huge but uh yeah Yeah. (laughs) especially when it's the same it was the same person who should probably know better that was committing that crime over and over um but yeah it is i mean it, it, it does prove the point as well you can have a great team on paper but those uh, what is the saying? You, the having a team of stars isn't the same as having a star team. Um, you still got to be able to have chemistry and gel and understand how each other play. And I mean, having DD Richards in the in the WNBL is amazing as well. Mm-hmm. Another situation where I fell off my chair when I was told that she was coming to the WNBL. But keep in mind, she had a pretty serious injury in the last 12, 18 months, was rehabbing that and probably hasn't played. You know, she's had a couple of setbacks, so it's going to take her some time to get used to the league and get back in her groove. Um, but the thing is with WNBL, every week is so unpredictable. You can't really afford to spend too much time waiting for chemistry to develop, so you have to find a way to to kind of quicken it a little bit if possible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's a tricky thing, and it's not the longest season in the world um, either. So it's you can really find yourself in a hole um, on the table if you're if you're not careful if you're not careful and things aren't gelling. So look, tricky one. Hopefully they can get it together. Um, you know, it, it's been a very it's a very different looking team to the one they uh, rolled out last year with all them guards. So. Uh, yeah, look, fingers crossed for him. Fingers crossed. But uh, look, let's move it on. Let's let's head back down south and back to some former champs in the Boomers. Will they boom back after a, a season of not being not not getting the jewelry? Yeah, again, another team whose roster has completely changed. Um, they were they had signed Jordan Canada and Jantel Lavender to be their two imports, but unfortunately Jantel Lavender had to pull out. I can't quite remember if they announced the reason for that, but if people look online, they'll probably figure out what happened. Nothing bad, nothing bad. It was just like some personal news. Um, and so, yeah, they've got uh, Naz Hillman instead. But, um, yeah, another... Totally different roster. They've pinched a couple of, I shouldn't say pinched, but a couple of Flyers players have come over. Um, Healy Froling has left Sydney, understandably. Um, Christy Wallace is back. Panina is back. So I think from that championship, well, contending team from last season, they've only got two people, mm-hmm. with being Panina and Christy Wallace. So the rest are pretty much either brand new boomers or returning boomers. So the likes of Amy Rochi, uh, Sarah Blissars, Conti have come from Flyers. Um, Taylor Simmons once upon a time did play for the Flyers as well and she went over to Europe and found some success and has come back as a rostered player, which I like to see. Uh, yeah, so they've really got a, a few bits and bobs from everywhere and this was probably one of the teams I was worried about the most in terms of having that initial chemistry and success as the season started. But blow me down, they are three and zero and on top of the table. And they their chemistry has come along really, really nicely. Um, similarly to how we talked about Perth, how they're already playing so well so early, I was really surprised how well the Boomers are playing. And Jordan Canada is just like outrageously good. Like some of the some of the way she was finishing under pressure and with contact last round was just unbelievable. Um, so another example where we're so privileged to have such a great import that we can go and see in our backyard. Uh, but I am a bit worried about Christy Wallace is still going to come back in the fold. I'm a little bit worried whether those two are going to clash. Like are they going to be competing for the spotlight, um, both being wanting to be point guards or Will Wally go to the two and Jordan stick at the one and we can try and get Wally to be a, a more of a shooting guy that she's naturally inclined to be, which I would love to see. Um, but, yeah, I think I wonder, you know, if Chris Lucas has actually done a really good job of outlining everyone's roles and making it super clear because everyone looks very comfortable and very confident with what they're doing. And, uh, yeah, it's reflecting on the ladder. Yeah, it is. They've straight out, as you said, to straight out to a three and zero, and they've they've looked really comfortable and gelling on the court. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, to see how these teams develop over the season, and uh, if they can 
obviously it's way too early to say anything like an undefeated season or anything crazy like that. But uh, look, so far so good. Why not? Let's steer into it. Uh, how how crazy can it sound if it happens? Like, you know, let's do it. But moving moving along from the boomers, look, let's let, let's peel back. Let, let's peel back a little bit here. And is there a team um, team in the WNBL this? this season that's it's going to be that real league pass team for you they're not necessarily going to win every game but they're going to be at least interesting to watch they're going to they might lose some games big but it's going to be fun season uh, you know even if they do go down um i mean if adelaide are able to execute the very like so i think some of nat hurst principles for adelaide that she has is to bring it back to a bit more of the read and react type game keep it a little bit more loose a little bit more motion in that three-man game two-man game and try and avoid too many sets and if adelaide are able to take that on and adopt that that's going to be very very exciting to watch but understandably it would it's probably going to take people some time to get used to as we saw last season um, they had some successes with it, but sometimes their offense was just really stagnant. And I think in the end, that's kind of what lost them some games. Um, you always got to pick the UC Caps. They're always going to be entertaining. They're, all, they're again, the underdogs this season, like they were last season. But as we've already seen in the first three rounds, like they're really taking it to some of these like top teams. They were with the Sydney Flames all the way in that game on Wednesday and uh, only losing by five points thanks to a 31-point game from Jay Melbourne. Um, but, yeah, I think the Caps, being the underdogs, having some super exciting young talent, uh, they're always going to be really exciting to watch too. Nice. All right. And who – oh, look, hate to do it. <laughs> Still gonna. Uh <clears throat> Who's your way too early to pick wooden spoon? Yeah, this is a toughie. Um, I think the natural inclination will be for people to say the caps. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, look, to to be honest, over in the NBL last season, we had the Illawarra Hawks. They were actually a fairly decent-ish team to watch. They were almost league passive because they would scrap. They would be in games that that ha- they had no right winning, and they eventually didn't win most of them. Um, but you know, they were they were almost took that league pass sort of um, team, but they still ended up with wooden spoon. They they you know it it does occasionally happen um, that things break that way. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, and the other team that kind of came to mind was perhaps, um, hate to say, but maybe Bendigo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bendigo, rocky start already, you know, uh, CG out with a hamstring, but hopefully going to be playing uh, against Perth this round. Um, just I'm not too sure what's – I don't know if they're a little, also a little bit out of sync or – um, but just from what I've seen from them so far, they, they've also got parts, but the parts just don't seem to be working together at the moment or perhaps um, they're lacking a little bit in the front court without Kelsey Griffin, but they also get a little bit unlucky, similar to Adelaide. They just have a lot of trouble being able to clinch the win 
um, when it get, comes to the crunch at the end of close games. So I'd hate to say that Bendigo would end up on the bottom, but um, but you're gonna. I haven't. Um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I haven't been super impressed with them so far. So I'm gonna. I hate to say it, but I'm gonna. Nice. Don't hate it. Let's 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 get after it. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Uh, and let's let let's flip it. Flip that on its head. Um, WNBL champion for the 23-24 season. Way too early, but let's lock in your prediction. I'm going to jump in before you this. I'm going to go with home team. Don't care. Homer pick in the Townsville fire. Um, do you agree or are you not on the Sammy Whitcomb, you know, Steph Reed train? Uh, you're not riding this thing, not riding this train or you got some other strong feelings? I do worry about the if there will be a leadership struggle between the two. Not saying that, just in a way of like they're both uh, leaders, they both want to play point guard, um, they're both very vocal and not that they will have direct competition with each other but I think they both want to contribute in a similar way but there's only probably space for one. And given that Steph has kind of had that role for a little while now under Shannon at Townsville uh, but Sammy is Sammy. So hopefully they'll be able to find a little bit of harmony because I wouldn't want any kind of leadership struggle to cause confusion and then that kind of ripples into the rest of the team. Um, it's a real shame Tiana Hawkins isn't coming oh, back. Abs- oh, when I saw that, I was devastated oh. for the fire. Oh. Oh. Like she literally was the difference maker in so many of those games last year. Oh, and she like... I don't know if you noticed, but they mentioned it on the broadcast, especially in the final series, that she like doesn't sit down. Like she will play the whole game and she won't sit down in like timeouts or breaks. And then the grand final was finished and they won and she played the whole game and was, you know, MVP of the final and stuff. And she was, looks fresh as, like she was ready to go again. Yeah, it must be nice. Like it, must be nice. I know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had that feeling. She just goes and goes and goes. Like I loved watching her play. She's definitely probably one of my favourite imports of the last, say, five seasons or so. Uh, but, look, my early prediction, I think I've said perhaps on other podcasts or wherever else, is that it will be a Fire Flyers grand final again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it, you know me, I try and be as positive and diplomatic as possible yeah, we don't but do that here. So I don't come know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the dip. I don't know if there's a more diplomatic way of saying this, but if that's the matchup in the final, the fire is more like I think the fire will just outcoach the flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some games at the end of the last season where all the pieces were just so snugly fit for the fire, where their half court execution was perfect and it they were so good they were scary like i can't recall seeing a team like so well execute like on in sync with each other um there were there was a point in the season like no one's beating this team uh and that really comes down to shannon's you know crafty coaching so i just think if that's i think it'll be a fireflies final i think fire will win and i think it will come down to just great coaching rather than personnel yeah, one one day I'm going to come across somebody <clears throat> whose opinion um, 
that I trust or maybe I trusted to that point that'll have something negative to say about Shannon. But uh, yeah, not today, not today. Um, I've never come across anyone who's got anything negative to say. And it, it's really obvious to see why, because his teams do so good His and his players have, they just talk so glowingly about the job that he does. And when you see it on the court, like we did the end of last season with the fire, it's like, yeah, wow. It just, just hats off. So fantastic. But anyway, all right, let's, let's transition now to one of my favorite parts of the show, the local card <laughs> shop of Woolen Gabba uh, slash Mermaid Beach. Crackham, specifically the WNBA Crackham. Are you ready, Jacinta? Reluctantly, yes, I am ready. <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it. Let's get into the local card shop of Woolongabba slash Mermaid Beach Crackham. I've got a pack of 2020 WNBA trading cards. Let's get into it. Uh, oh. Wowzers, there is some absolute fire here. So no pressure, Jacinta, no pressure. Actually, you know what? Let's put some pressure on. Let's let, let's actually put a little bit of pressure on. So last time you were here on the show, I I opened some uh, WNBA trading cards. Um, and, of course, we, we did some crack them. And you did, did okay. You did okay. We had a particular card, Kayla Thornton, which you nailed. I actually went away and through the lovely people at Platinum Standard Grading, um, actually got that card graded. Now I have it here. If you happen to get four from four here uh, on this fine, fine evening, that graded card will be yours. And there's actually a special little note down on the bottom. Uh, that's pulled during Ball Don't Lie Australia Crackham. So it's, it is your carrot if you can nail all four. But if you get three or even two, unfortunately for you, unfortunately for me, it will stay here in the Ball Don't Lie Australia Gallery of Excellence, which I've only just named that, and I'm loving that right off the bat. So, look, no pressure. Um, but the Gallery of Excellence doesn't want to lose this particular piece because it's a banger card, but we'll see how we go. All right, with that extra pressure loaded on, are you ready? I am, I am. I I, I feel the other side of that pressure where I don't want to take something away from the Gallery of Excellence, but the pressure is for me to win it, so it's, <laughs> it's conflicting, but yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, all right, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, for those of you who this might be your first time at Crackham, uh, I'll read the back of the card. And anytime I get to that player's name, I'll just say somebody and we'll keep it moving. And look, if, if we get to the end and you need clues, depending on how desperately I need to give clues, then, uh, you know, we'll, 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 we'll work out some sort of grading system if we need to at that point. But all right, here we are. First card. It's a banger. The Sparks hosted the Wings on July 18, 2019 and defended their home court. Coming away with a 69-64 victory, somebody made a huge impact on the outcome, imposing her will on both ends of the floor. She tallied 11 points to go along with nine rebounds, four assists, 
and three steals. So a player for the Los Angeles Sparks at the time. She no longer plays there, though. No longer plays there. That's really testing the memory. Um. <laughs> it does. It does. I I can give a I can give clues if what, you would like. What was her stat line again? Maybe I can try and pull something out of that stat line. Did you say eleven points? Okay, eleven points to go along with nine rebounds, four assists, and three steals. I can give you the. Oh, she's doing. I can give you the clue that her one of her names is a color. One of her names. Oh, oh, well, the first one that comes to mind is Chelsea Gray, and I think she played for the Sparks before the Aces, right? She did. Well done. Yes. Oh, that's such a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one. One, one out of four Ooh. thus far. One out of four. Can't promise they get easier, but they should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I hope so. I'm sweating. All right. Uh, this is the unfortunate part about the back. Sometimes they make it really easy. Sometimes they make it a little bit tricky. Let's, let's see how we go. All right. Oh, another player at the time was at the Sparks, Los Angeles Sparks. With Sparks legend Lisa Leslie comfortably retired, Somebody fills the void as the star of the Los Angeles women's basketball scene, drawing fans into the seats and inspiring a new generation. In 2020, the Surefire Hall of Famer entered the season ranked second in franchise history in points with 5,360. Los Angeles Sparks. Um, my initial thoughts were, did you say it's the same year, 2019 or 2020? Uh, in 2020, the 2020. Oh, my, entered the season. My initial thoughts was going to be Candace Parker, but I can't remember if she was still at the Sparks or if she was at the Sky by then. Mm. Um, her or, or China, it's either her or Chinese, my guess is. Okay, I'm going to need you to lock one of those in. Oh, all of Famer. I mean, all of Famer. Surefire Hall oh. of Famer. Surefire Hall of Famer. Um, when did Candace go to Chicago? That what did we just have? 2023 and she was with Aces. Sure, how bad I'm not very well brushed up on my Hall of Fame. Um, okay, I'm still going to go with Candace Parker. Candace Parker is correct. Candace. Parker oh gosh, is yes. correct. <laughs> sure, by Hall of Fame. I'm like, it has to be her. She's just <laughs> shattered right, so many records and stuff. Mm, has and look, that's that's two so far. Like we're a little shaky on the first one, but you talked your way through that one. Like you had options, you you came back to what you yeah, all right. That one's that one's all yours for sure. All right, two from two thus far. Okay, I've got two two cards left. Very gettable. Very gettable. Gettable. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. If anything, we've, we've had the difficult ones. All right, here we go. Somebody wrapped up her career at the university of Washington in 2010 and then pent, sorry, and then spent seven seasons playing overseas. In 2017, the guard went back to the city where she played college ball and joined the storm. A year later, she helped Seattle win its third championship in franchise history. Oh, well, as soon as you said University of Washington, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Kelsey Plum. But they, she didn't go away and play Europe for that long. Mm-hmm. And she definitely wouldn't have, um, she definitely wouldn't have graduated in 2010. Like, I think, I don't think she's that old. Like, she's still pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's a tricky one. All right. So the third ever Seattle. So Washington, Europe, and then came back. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, is it Savvy Wickham? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, is it uh, really? Yes, I was so ready for oh, you. To- Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, my instincts, they still work. I'm so they got that right. Yeah. And, you know, superstar analyst, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> look, yeah, Sammy so Whitcomb, I, if you were willing to, if you were, you know, if it was too difficult from that and you wanted to tap out, I had clues for days. You know, a uh, friend of the show, uh, we had talked about her on the episode, like literally already on this episode, which we had <laughs> like a uh, former Opal captain. Like, uh, but, you know, here, here we are. You got there. You got there without it. Wow. I have surprised myself that I've managed to get that because I was like, who would have gone away and then kind of come back in this resurgence? And I was like, oh, it's Sammy. Oh. And I'm actually more stoked that she's got a card. That's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I'm torn whether to get it straight upgraded or try and get it to try and get Sammy to sign it. But look, we'll, we'll, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Unfortunately, she oh, won't yeah. be, unfortunately, she won't be coming to Brisbane to play WNBL anytime soon. So um but that, you know, that, that's my cross to bear. We'll we'll sort something out there, I'm sure. We'll sort something out there, I'm sure. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. You've got friends in town, so that might be able to help you out. Yeah, friends of the show, for sure. All right. Yeah. Final card. This one's for all the marbles. All the graded cards. <laughs> Taking her spot at the top. Bird passed. Pinochetto, 2,599 as the WNBA's all-time leader in assists on September 1st, 2017. Seattle star achieved the feat in spectacular fashion, dishing 13 assists with no turnovers against Washington. The legend added 221 more helpers to the record the following year. That's it. Has to be Sue Bird. Are you sure it has to be? Oh, I mean, Dish and Dimes for Seattle. Yes, it is Wait, the one, um, the only, not Larry, but Sue Bird. It is indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> and annoyingly, it is, it is, yeah. Annoyingly, that's four <laughs> out of four. 
That's four out of four. I'm so surprised I got four out of four. <laughs> I mean, I think you were very generous giving me the clue for the first one to get Chelsea Gray, but well, I'm still surprised I got four out of four. Yeah, look, uh, I wasn't sure you were going to get Sammy when you, when you started going down you know, the plum road, but ah. Uh, that's uh, no, that that's fine. That's fine. Uh, the the gallery of excellence is is losing a a piece, but it, I'm sure it's going to a good home. So, the the Kayla Thornton graded card is all yours. Um, I'm I'm sure I'll, I'll see you at some. We'll be commentating again at something, and I'll you know hand it over and cry not to cry too much, but uh, try not to anyway. But uh, well, with my with my winnings, can I donate it back to? the gallery of excellence that, that could uh, be my donation to the gallery no we're, we're not a charity case mate we don't do those sort of things so. <laughs> <laughs> uh no no all yours uh i'll like i said i'll get it to you at some point i'm sure we'll be commentating at something again before you know it you know yes i think so too something well, tells me we will be. yeah yeah at some point down the line no no doubt in my mind for sure probably m was it the uh it's not only the coles express mbl1 nationals uh, it's the uh mitsubishi motors uh mbl1 yeah. nationals potentially and we'll we'll have to see how that goes but uh yeah we'll we'll be commentating on something i'll get it to you then but jacinta thank, thanks for joining uh, a pleasure as always oh absolutely likewise i am always stoked to be invited to join you for a podcast recording so thanks again for having me on again and uh yeah it's always lots of fun so um we'll have to do it again sometime soon for sure and if the people out there are like me and they're like wow she really is a superstar analyst uh where else can they find your uh, superstar analytics on a more regular more regular outing ah yes so uh, well, I'm on Instagram at Jacinta underscore governed if you want to follow me there where I just post a lot of cool stuff about basketball and do my best to advocate for women's basketball, particularly in Australia. Uh, I am on X, formerly known as Twitter, at S underscore squin, which is spelled S-Q-U-I-N. Um, however, you know, I don't know what's going on with X at the moment. It seems to be a bit of a ghost town, but if that's your thing, so be it. But otherwise, you can hear me on a podcast called Shooting the Breeze, which is a podcast focused on also promoting and advocating for women's basketball. And we explore all the stories around women's basketball as well. And hopefully next season, when NBL1 starts again, you can catch me and our good friend Lockie France on the East Got Game podcast, where we just showcased everything all about NBL1 East. Yes, and it is a um, it is a very interesting question. Um, does East got game? East certainly does have game, and you know what was really interesting? There's been a couple of WNBL games so far where there's been some strong NBL one East representation on the court at once, and uh, it's a proud moment for us uh, uh, humble cousins down in in the East when we can see our uh, our best on show. Oh, isn't that cute? You've yeah, East has got a couple of WNBL uh, WNBL players. We're we're so used to it up here in the north. It's it's just you know second nature. But 
yeah, it's it's cute what you're doing. It's it's, it's nice. <laughs> The gimmicks worn off on you up there in the north. <laughs> Mate, you, you just get so used to winning. I mean, you know, <laughs> having winning talent anyway. All right. That yeah, is going gonna... yeah. <laughs> to. Yeah, no, no, this is, this is my show. I, I can wrap it up. I mute you anytime. It's all good. <laughs> that is going to wrap us up here. Thanks again, Jacinta, for joining us. Thanks again, of course, to uh, local car shop at Gabba slash Mermaid Beach. And, of course, Dr. Electrician servicing Brisbane and North Adelaide areas. Huge thank you to both those guys. Couldn't do it yet. Couldn't do it without you. But until you're listening to us again here, just remember that ball don't lie. <laughs>